What's up, everybody? It's the crew chief, Mark Myrov here. Back here at it again. Reaction Time Sports Podcast, episode 67 on tap tonight. It's the NASCAR Bush Clash at the LA Coliseum. Recap on tap coming at you. And we get you ready for part two of the exclusive interview with Ron Bernhagen. Mike on the mic. Mike Mueller, All-Star, starting off at Volusia World of Outlaws this weekend. USAC kicking off. Big Dirt going down in Florida. Back on the mics, once again, episode 67, Reaction Time Sports Podcast. I'm the host of the show, Mark Meyerhoff, the hottest new bingo caller in the Midwest. We killed it. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a little bit. That was a lot of fun, though. That was a lot of fun. It looked like a lot of fun. It looked like uh, it was a blast. It was a good time. Well, uh, if anybody's wondering what the hell we're talking about, I'll talk about that here in a hot second. We're back at it. Episode 67. Part two of the Ron Bernhagen interview coming up on this episode. I know I have a lot of people tuned in for part one. I'd like to say thank you to everybody who downloaded, liked, shared, subscribed for that episode. Got a lot of hits on that one. Well, part two is coming at you here in a little bit. But you guys know the gig. We got to open the show up with a little crosstalk. Yeah, we do. Fun weekend. It was a good weekend. Good time. Yeah. A lot of fun that we had. And definitely got to give a big shout out to Shane V. Brock, the Fast Factory, Becky V. Brock, the entire V. Brock clan. Yes. JJ's Outpost Bar and Grill. And every single one of you who came to the Fast Factory Foundation Tool Bingo Saturday night. It went all for a good cause. All the proceeds from Bingo, the 50-50 raffle, everything went back to the Fast Factory Foundation, which what the premise of it is, is getting kids started in racing that may not have the opportunity to do so. And through the Fast Factory and what Shane is doing, he's giving these kids a chance to fulfill their dream and getting them into a sport that we love so much because these kids are the future of our sport. Agreed. Couldn't have said it any better. Super cool thing what Shane's doing. You know, to like you said, to get kids in to, to race. I mean, we all we all started somewhere, and I started in go-karts, and ran against Shane a long time ago, and it's pretty cool to see what he's doing. No, absolutely. It was uh, – I, I, I kind of feel bad because this was kind of a last-minute deal that they uh, Shane had asked me to uh, kind of be, if you want to call it a, a guest bingo caller on Saturday night. If we would have had uh, more of notice – uh, we would have promoted the living crap out of this thing here on RTS, but we just feel honored in ourselves that they thought of us to be included 
and we got to partake in the party last night and got to i mean excellent turnout yeah the place was packed it was awesome oh yeah Super you, cool. you couldn't move we're, we're, they were slinging bingo cards left and right yes uh it was 50 50 tickets were going through the roof yeah, it was what thousand bucks to win, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, I believe the final tally was like seventeen and some change. The winner took home, winner took home about eight hundred and seventy-seven dollars. Uh, but really cool. Uh, one of the guys, and we both know him. Yep. Uh, Bob McVitie won the fifty-fifty and came back with five hundred bucks cash from the fifty-fifty raffle and donated it back to the Fast Factory Foundation. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Cool for Bob to do that, and yeah, it was a it was a fun time, man. Got to see a lot of people, and it was it was good. Good kickoff for I'm ready for summer now. Yeah, no, it definitely was kind of an official kickoff, and you know we we had that last night. Swap meets coming up next week with the Mastel brothers at their joint. Got the kickoff party coming up on the 26th for the UMSS kickoff party, which RTS will be there with uh, microphones hot and ready to go. So uh, if you guys are listening to this and plan on being at the rendezvous. February 26th. Look out. RTS will find you. We're going to be there. You're definitely coming down. We're talking racing, talking 2022 plans and everything. It's uh, it's going to be a blast. I'm looking forward to it. Nope. It's going to be a good time. So, guys, don't forget about that. But uh, one last time, a uh, huge shout-out to everybody who came out to JJ's Saturday. Uh, big shout-out to the Fast Factory, Shane V. Brock, all them guys and what they're doing over there. It's awesome. It's a heck of a heck of a deal. Uh, there's going to be with all the pros, all the funds that were raised last night is definitely going to give them the ability to get more kids into racing this season. We already saw an example of it. Uh, one one buddy of, or one kid that was there, I believe, got the opportunity to, uh, last year. We also interviewed another kid. Uh, Cooper was the first one. Uh, the second one was Parker. He's going to be getting behind the wheel the first time. Nice. Um, this season with his car sounds like he's going to be running the number three. There you go. Do it for Dale. Heck yeah. So mad props to that. But the you can just see the emotions with these kids. I mean, especially with kids this this young, just how grateful they are for this opportunity. I mean, I wish there would have been something like this back when I was their age to get me an opportunity to get into it, you know, so then I could be out there raising with you guys. But nothing was like that, was around like that back in my day. Right, yeah. I mean, there's there were so many, you know, a couple tracks around here – but now you see more like like Rice Lake coming to it, Ogilvy, a lot of these you know tracks where you know all the drivers got kids are racing. So it's it's a, it's more of an opportunity for people to race and different tracks, different dates. So it's it's uh, pretty cool what he's doing. No, absolutely, big shout out to them guys. Look forward to uh, doing more business with them in the future. Definitely would like to you know whatever we can to help the Fast Factory to help promote the growth of the sport because it's it all starts with the kids that show up at the track. You know, all of a sudden they show up and. Oh, they're like they look at mom and dad and go one i want to come back and two i want to do that right i want to race yeah we need it yeah we, we do we absolutely need every single bit of it so hats off to the v brocks hats off to shane hats off to fast factory hell of a gig last night a lot of fun i had a blast thank you for including all of us and being able to uh call bingo i got to hang out with uh, shane's buddy travis he was the one spinning the bingo balls so if anybody's got any beef with what numbers were being called out, he, he was the one behind the, the turnstile. I was just calling the numbers. Yep, he was rolling and you were just calling. That's right. No, fun time. Absolute blast. I hope this is something that they do again. You know, it becomes maybe a yearly thing or something else, maybe during the summer, the fall time. Just something, you know, whatever whatever help that we can get these guys, Yeah, we got to do it. So if you're looking, Fast Factory is on Facebook. 
Head over there. Head on over there. Search the Fast Factory. Pop up Fast Factory Foundation. I believe on the intro it says something about we build custom shit. <laughs> that sounds about right. So, <laughs> custom fast shit, something like that. So, yeah, head on over there. Check them out on Facebook. Fast Factory. Hell of a cause. Heck of a good deal. A lot of fun. Yeah, it was. Like we said in the opener, we got a lot of we got a few things to get on to uh, recap here before we get back into part two. With Mr. Bernhagen, first of all, we'd like to give a shout-out to everybody who helps us out here at the Reaction Time Sports Podcast. A lot of people helping us out here. Taylor Gillen Photography, TCB Speed North, Racing Insiders. Lightspeed Equipment, DK Designs, Mueller Jewelers, and Scott King Designs. Heck yeah, heck yeah. Appreciate you guys. And of course, you know, if anybody's out there listening, you know, we're just kicking off our 2022 season here. So if anybody's got uh, any inquiries that uh, they want to hop on as marketing partners with us in 2022, we are still accepting applications absolutely you just send it on over we'll review it bring you in for an interview we'll see who what uh what value no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> no we'll take uh any any free money we can do to help you know advertise your company and make it happen no absolutely and uh it goes towards upgrades here in the studio we've got our mobile podcast station that we're in the process of building uh your logo will go on our 2022 shirts that are being currently designed by uh, one of our sponsors dk designs uh, so he's getting those ready to rip. So it's a it's a heck of an opportunity. So anybody that's interested, you can get us uh, get in contact with us at our email reactiontimesports.mail.com, dot com, or you can get a hold of us on our uh, social websites: Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Absolutely, beat them buttons. Like, share, follow, make it happen. Bush Clash, Los Angeles Coliseum. It looked pretty cool from the pictures I saw, and I think it uh it was badass. Who would ever thought? that they would run across the idea to rip up a football field and put a racetrack in the middle of a football field. I don't know. It was pretty cool. I mean, I think they almost followed a little bit of what Gateway did, you know? Yeah. And um, I think it was perfect. It turned out great. The racing was a lot better than I thought it was going to be, and just the whole atmosphere of the whole show was super cool. You know, there was a lot of naysayers out there that didn't believe that this was going to work. I think NASCAR proved them wrong. Yeah, I agree. I mean, there definitely was some things that probably could have been done different. Nothing's ever going to be perfect. Never. But I think in all in all, the heat races were good. The last chance qualifiers were good. And I think the the A main, the 150 lapper, was good. I probably could have went without the the halftime show. Right. You know, don't get me wrong. I'm a big Ice Cube fan. Oh, it was awesome. I like me some old 90s rap hip hop. Yeah, my favorite Ice Cubes are in a mixed drink, but... I thought the performance was pretty damn good, honestly. Ice cubes in a jeez. That was good, huh? Eh, eh, Touche. Got me off track now. Oh well. You My know. favorite ice cubes are in a mixed drink. Yeah, mine well, that's too. when ice cubes be- performs. You know, when the race cars are off track. So jeez, this guy's got jokes over here. Mike and the mic. What's up? <laughs> um, I could have went without that. Yeah, it was a little different. I mean, I they should have did more like a stage or something. Yeah. You know, maybe three fifty lap stages just to get more restarts because the restarts were pretty interesting and it was it was wild, especially that second B main. But I think overall they knocked it out of the park. Once I got a look at the track on TV, I was like, "Wow, okay, that's basically a U turn." Yeah, it was way smaller, but I kind of like how they did it with the rumble strips down there. So you could go down there and then you kind of skate it off if you hit them wrong, but it turned out to be good. It worked. I mean, you didn't see where, like, if you were to be at, like, a Martinsville where sometimes you can get a run on that outside. Right. And pass on the outside. There was very minimal 
of that here, but it proved that it could be done. Yeah, the, I mean, they, they definitely ran side by side that first heat race. There were three, three wide. wide. It's, that was unbelievable. But it was it was just straight up like old school dirt track racing like we do on the weekends. There was a couple stacked heats. The first heat, Denny Hamlin doesn't make it in. Then the next heat, you know, there was not as many big names in it. You know, a couple of those guys made it in. The field of cars that, you know, were in, Rick Ware Racing, Ryan Priest puts it in. Right. You know, Alex Bowman doesn't make it. Kurt Busch, big names, not in the show. So it was... I don't know. It was better than expected. I think it was good. I think it was definitely better than expected. You know, you've still got the the old school NASCAR fans out there because I, you know, me after everything was over, I had to go through all the social media and everything, and I just, I just love reading the comments. There's a lot of haters. It's the best. They're yeah. like blows my mind. Is people are like that wasn't NASCAR. That wasn't NASCAR racing. Well, buddy. Let's go do a history lesson really quick. Where the hell did NASCAR start on short tracks? Yeah, it may not have been in downtown LA, but NASCAR racing started on your local short track. Yeah, on a beach in Florida. It was short track racing. It was great. So, yes, that was NASCAR racing. Was all of the extra entertainment a part of NASCAR normally? No, but we are in 2022. It's a different different generation. Yes, it is. And with anything, regardless if it's a sport or a business or whatever, you have to adjust to the times and what people are doing nowadays. Yeah, did it, you know, like I said, did, I could have gone without the halftime deal, but if you watch the crowd, I mean, I would probably guess 75% of them probably didn't know who Ice Cube was. Right, but they were into it. <laughs> but they were into it. It was cool. So, I mean, I I give my hat off to NASCAR. I think it I think it worked. Yeah. I probably hopefully brought some more fans to the sport and I mean the place was packed. It looked packed. It looked full. Yes. So, clearly people wanted to see what the hype was all about. And the NASCAR is claiming that the LA area is one of their biggest demographics that they can't reach because there's no track in LA. The closest one's Auto Club. Right. Which is outside of LA. Yeah, I, I don't know. It looked busy. It looked packed. I mean, I'm sure ratings went up, everything. Because, no, you know, no, they've never done anything like this before. So everybody wanted to see it, and I think they did a good job. No, oh, and, you know, and it's going to be a learning process, just like how last year at Bristol on dirt was a learning process. Right. You know, okay, well, on a dirt track, when it rains, it's not like you can put a jet dryer out there and dry it off. It don't work. It's over. So that delayed it back. Then it got moved to being ran during the day super dusty so that made visibility shit yes so they learned from that this year they're running it at night yeah it's gonna be a way better deal i think for the bristol dirt race and la coliseum i mean i would it'd be cool to see what that place looked like with dirt on it some midgets out there right i think that would be cool that'd be pretty sweet quick run quick rundown everything that happened you had your four heat races kyle bush tyler reddick justin haley and joey logano your heat race winners Last chance qualifiers went to Denny Hamlin and Ty Dillon. Ty Dillon got DQ'd for jumping the restart, and the win went to Ryan Parise. Yeah, pretty unfortunate. I mean, Ty Dillon was up to second earlier, jumped the restart. He went all the way to the back, got back up there, wins the B main in just a demo derby of a race, then jumps the restart on the green-white checkered when he's locked in. No, definitely. that was uh, It was a bang-bang call, but you definitely look on a replay. Ty Dillon did jump the start so i mean he definitely did not make any friends out there today anyway he was not using the bumper for yes. sure uh then uh, you get to the 150 lapper 
And kudos to my partner in crime over here, Mike on the mic, and myself, because I thought it. He said it. We agreed on it, because over at the Racing Insiders, they did a little uh, little four-man pick em. And it sounds like this is something that the Racing Insiders are going to be doing weekly for the races. And they asked RTS who we thought would win the Clash. And we picked Joey Logano. Yeah, pretty cool that he won. I mean, I, I wish we could have put some money on it. Right. You know, we had some sports betting because I thought Joey was going to be quick and that Penske Ford was fast. He was good all weekend. No, oh, definitely good. He looked good. It's something about the West Coast and Joey Logano. The two just go together. They do. He's, he's quick It's out weird. There. Yep. Very weird. But I think the racing was good. The one thing that we did see was some mechanical problems. Yeah, very weird with, you know, like like we, we were doing some DK lineups, and I asked Mark about Briscoe. He's the only one shifting, and he's like, yep, them transmissions are going to last forever. <laughs> yeah, it was about 13 laps running <laughs> fifth, and I'm just like, that's just perfect. Mark says, yeah, no, they're good to go, yeah, and he's uh, done, well, last place. Well, Briscoe, it's, Tyler Reddick, but he said that was what he did. Yeah, his own fault there for so, cleaning the tires off. And then something on Denny with the power steering or whatever the hell some belt came flying yeah off. the belt came off then took out the radiator hose they didn't have enough you know tools there in the small infield with- right weird things going on they're gonna be yeah. working the bugs out of this car because you also saw at practice on saturday people were having problem with the with the throttle cable i did hear about that uh so there were some issues with that but it sounded like when they it, it was briscoe again and i guess apparently there's supposed to be there's like a safety wire that could be put in there and they didn't have the safety wire on the cable so that just sounds like a team thing right so i just it's it's just are these going to be things that plague the new car are we going to see more of this at daytona well it's kind of like denny emlin said we got to work all the bugs out and, right and reddick said it too i'm just ha- glad it happened here not a points race right but those cars can take a banging man they were beating and banging off each other and those new composite bodies they they held together. They did held the hold together. It was really good. Um, it surprised me when Haley hit that infield wall though and ripped the whole left front off. That was that was a concrete barrier. Oh, I know, but I there mean, was no safer barrier. I was, I was like, <laughs> whoa, because you see other guys bounce off the wall and they're like, oh, they're still good, keep going, and then well, and Larson didn't use his blinker either. <laughs> no, he was out of blinker fluid. That's for sure. It's hey, it's like we talked about it. Was well, was it last episode or was it two episodes ago? Larson's on a slump. It's yeah. it's it might be over he didn't no chili bowl no weight model wins goes nope. to the clash finishes second in the heat <laughs> yeah finishes fifth in the feature he's, he's up i don't know if he's got it anymore oh man i don't know i think it's the, the if we had a concerned meter one being not concerned and 10 being concerned i would probably put it at a solid six yep, a 5.5 <laughs> for me <laughs> Maybe it's that new Frohawk haircut he's got going on. I don't know. I don't know. Too funny. Joey Logano wins the Clash. Kyle Busch second. Austin Dillon third. Eric Jones fourth. Young Money still salvages a top five. So, I mean, maybe I'll dial it back down to maybe like a four on the panic meter. Right. But, I mean, last year's champ, I mean, he's 0 for, what, 12 already in 2022? Yeah, it's not very good. (laughs) Hopefully he can turn things around if he's running the sprint car Volusia this week. Oh, man. We're just kidding. We'll be fine. Right. You'll be fine. Yep. Next up, you know the big one. Two weeks from now, Daytona 500, February 20th. But before all that, Speed Weeks qualifying on the 16th, the Duels on the 17th, Trucks on the 18th, Xfinity on the 19th, and then the big race, the 500 on Sunday, February 20th. And we will have on our next episode, episode 68, from the Racing Insiders himself, Tim Shinian in studio, 
NASCAR season preview, Daytona 500 preview, and he's going to talk about his trip to L.A. He was there, witnessed everything live. We are going to have all that on episode 68. So, spoiler, you guys already know what's going to be anticipated on episode 68. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait to sit down and talk to him and listen to those experiences out there. Absolutely, man. Tim Shinney of the Racing Insiders next week on the Reaction Time Sports Podcast. Dirt racing. My man Mike and the Mike's got that. A lot of it got rained out, but what do you got for me? Yeah, All-Stars rained out the whole thing at Sonoya, so pretty unfortunate there. But they kick off Tuesday and Wednesday at Volusia. Then World of Outlaw Sprint Cars followed up Thursday, Friday, and Saturday at Volusia. Here we go. Five Gators for sprint car racing, so you can take home the big Gator for the championship. So looking forward to that, seeing yeah. some sprint cars on track. Yeah. USAC Midgets, Bubba Raceway Park, Friday and Saturday. Woo-hoo. And then the USAC Sprint Cars followed up next weekend back at Bubba. Yeah. Lucas Oil Late Models. McCready wins Bubba last Monday. Boo. Epic finish with him and Moran. Yeah, it was pretty good. Moran wins Tuesday. He's been lights out right now. Uh, Rain, and then B-Shep won at Alltech, so that was pretty cool. He's got three wins for him now with the two in uh, Arizona. Friday rains out, and Jimmy Owens wins last night. So it's... Devin Moran's been hot right now. He's winning the points. Shepard's second. Both those guys are not running the full tour. So once they leave, McCready will technically be the point leader. And uh, he's been super quick. Looks a late model start up Monday through Saturday at East Bay Raceway Park. So oh. some of the best racing coming up here at East Bay for late models. I can't wait. I swear with these late model series and what they've already ran through January and all the racing that's coming up here next week, I feel like they've ran basically our entire UMSS season in the last month yeah between the wild west shootout and what's going on now in florida with east bay and Volusia, all tech bubba lucas oil world of outlaws you can run like 30 races in 40 days it's ridiculous it's insane they make a lot of money and it's uh it's good racing man east bay is one of the best the track's gonna be shut down here i think they got three years left there so everybody's trying to get there and you know get one more gator absolutely no i'm looking forward to it especially sprint cars back on track this week i can't wait tuesday all-stars volusia oh can't wait yep it's gonna be good to see uh, a lot of paint schemes came out this weekend oh are you trying to go there well i'm just saying you know a lot of people revealed new colors uh-huh. on their cars yeah. and um mm-hmm. i'd have to say donnie shots is my number one right now that black and yellow with the old parker stores which those were the colors not a sponsor now but mm. it looks good i like it always been a fan of black and yellow Wiz khalifa i mean come on it's just so bland Okay, you it's, think it's so bland. bland. It's th- literally half yellow and half black with a stripe right down the middle to divide the two. It's boring. It's amazing. It it's looks boring. Good. Okay, what car looks better than that? Well, we've only seen a few. I do like McFadden's car. That ain't bad. It's not bad looking. And then I did see Carrie Madsen's car and the other Roth car, which looks good. Kind of like the old traditional Beef Packers, blue and white. But Jason Johnson Racing revealed their new sponsor and color scheme. It's a little different. I have no comment. It's uh, definitely, they had one of the best looking cars last year, hands down. Agreed. And they went with white and green. I mean, I understand the sponsors pay the bills, but I give it a 2.2 on the Mueller meter out of 10. I have no comment. Yeah, it's not not the best, but I'm looking forward to seeing everybody else's paint schemes coming out, and uh, we'll see them all Tuesday. Most of them will be at Volusia for the All-Star races. Just disappointed. Yeah, it's definitely different, but... You blew it! (laughs) Definitely gum. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I mean, I I haven't seen any good good reviews from it from social media. 
Not happy at all. It's just the Sour Patch Kids over there. No! Yeah, you are. No! What's the opposite of yes? Woo! Old Ric Flair, he's happy about it. How about new? No? <laughs> <laughs> Straight trash. He should have went to DK Designs. That's all I'm going to say. Because <laughs> it would not have looked that bad, in my opinion. Should have went to DK. <laughs> yep. Not a good, uh, I don't know, green and white's not my colors either, though. So, the whole, I don't know, just not look, doesn't look good at all. I, you know me, I like orange. Yep. My last year's car was freaking sweet. It was mint, that two-tone number, it was a good-looking car. Yep. No, that's all I got on the dirt, just uh, looking forward to seeing sprint cars on track, like we said, and late models at East Bay, and it's going to be a good week of racing. I'm excited. We're going streaking! That's how happy I am that sprint cars are going to be back on track. I know, I can't wait. It's going to be good. And we'll recap all of that race in action next week on episode 68 with Tim Shinion of the Racing Insiders. Can't wait. It's going to be a good one. But for now, we're still here on episode 67. And coming up, the much-anticipated part two with Ron Bernhagen, the exclusive interview with the boss man of the UMSS. Part two coming at you next. Can't wait for you guys to hear it. Me neither. You're all going to be excited. Nope. Got some good stuff in there. A little more info coming out and an announcement from Ron as well. Yep. A lot of people have been, what is it? What is it? I haven't said a word. Nope. I haven't broke any news. Nope. And now it's time for you guys to hear for yourself. Coming up next, part two with Ron Bernhagen here on the Reaction Time Sports Podcast. Boy, I don't have the balls to pass me on the outside. Are you ready for part i I'm ready, man. Part two with Ron Bernhagen is going to be happening here as soon as the tunes shut down because we got to give our guy, Luke, a shout out, ripping the ripping the tunes. Yeah. He also uh, just released a single too. It's on YouTube. So check it out. Check it out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pronounce, I got to make sure I'm pronouncing this correctly. Lucas Bell Richard. Yep. That's how you pronounce it. All right. People, two, it's like two names in one. Right. You know, so Lucas Bell Richard had provided some tunes for us here over at the RTS uh, podcast studios. Like Mike said, he's got a single out. Check him out on uh, YouTube or Spotify. Lucas Bell Richard. Yep. Make got it some, happen. Got some stuff out there. But next up, what everybody's been waiting for, part two with Ron Bernhagen. And it's going to happen right now. So I was talking about looking in the future, the other thing on the UMSS, along with the kickoff party and all that stuff, the video, the the six series videos that uh, the UMSS dropped, those are now out. You can go find them on the uh, UMSS Facebook page if you haven't seen them yet. Uh, also, on, I think they're on YouTube as well, so either way you want to look and find them. A lot of information came out with that, uh, you know, getting to know Cammy, Sean giving his uh, two cents, same thing with Matt and Tech. Everybody kind of filling in uh, some rule changes for 2022, you know, like you've already talked about with uh, drivers needing to be fully uh, suited up anytime they're in the vehicle. Uh, I think RTS got credit for that one. So we're just here changing the rule book. Awesome. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Um, 
some of the uh, kind of reiterate. I wish you'd take uh, responsibility for the rest of it, too. <laughs> no. How about that? <laughs> no, we're not taking responsibility <laughs> for anything. Um, just kind of reiterating on that uh, with some of the new rules in 2022. I think the biggest one, and just kind of want to talk on it a little bit, was the, uh, if you kind of want to call it the, the cam and chase rule. There's been yeah. a lot of talk about that. Yeah. Um, so what I, you know, maybe Mike realizes this by now, but what I'll do is I'll throw stuff out there that I know is going to be controversial just so we can start a conversation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cause a lot of times guys, people don't want to come up to me and talk to me, you know, and I guess I don't blame them. Um, sometimes I can be their friend, but sometimes I have to be dad and sometimes I have to be the jerk. Um, I have to do that. And, um, so I don't blame them. So I'll throw something out there just so I can get the conversation going. And unfortunately, some people do that over over social media. Right. Um, I wish they would just call me or text me or whatever. You know, that's a better way of doing it. But, um, you know, when we started the series uh, and probably up until about four years ago, we redrew eight instead of six. We we redo drew eight. And so. Um, you know, Cam dominated the traditional program, at least feature win wise this year. And um, Chase dominated the wing program. And I don't know why, but it seemed like every time they redrew, they were draw- redrawing on the front row. And <clears throat> so, um, you know, we came up with an idea. I knew it was going to be controversial. I knew it could be controversial just with uh, the those two teams. And uh, it was. It, but I got the conversation going. And so what we decided to land on instead of uh, somebody thinking they're getting penalized and other teams thinking they're trying to make it so we can win easier, we just decided to go and start redrawing eight again. That way the, the, you know, the person that's hot, the team that's hot, that's winning a lot, they still have the chance of starting on the pole, but they also still have the chance of starting outside fourth row. And, and who knows, maybe you know we we gave cam a uh challenge this last year on one of the nights to start last and he won well, you know he's very serious about his program he's a phenomenal race car driver he, you know he's even a better human being um in the background he helps us um in his quiet way and uh but um you know that was i don't know if that was the biggest thing at, you know but it was the most controversial right. that's for sure um, you know, a couple of the other things we did is we we raised the weight to 1550. Um, you know, Mike's gaining weight here. And uh, no, I'm just kidding, Mike. Just kidding. Thanks. Thanks yeah. a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I got to give it back to you a little bit. No, I'm just kidding. Um, you know, we have a couple of teams that had really light cars and that's an, an advantage. Um, we made this uh, the weight change instead of, uh, you know, we were talking about the uh, the titanium. Many cars come with titanium, and it would be expensive just to ch- change that out. Uh, but instead of uh, getting rid of the titanium, uh, we added fifty pounds. Well, I, no, I think I think what you did is great with the you know keeping the titanium, adding the weight, you know the weight wheel. But I think we're going to have a little bit more controversy with the weight limit than I think anybody's anticipating. With this, you know, all the tracks having different scales. Are you, do you plan on having your own scales or yes? 
You're going to have your own? Yeah, at okay. least at some of them. At some of them. Um, yeah, we, I, I want to encourage my former partners at Cedar Lake to get their scale recalibrated. Right. Um, that's where we <laughs> race the most, and that's where we've had the most problem. But at the to start the season, we're going to have our own sca- uh, scales. Okay, because yeah. yeah. kind of like, you know, we've had you know a little bit of issue with the 20-degree wing angle with the wing class. So is it going to be like kind of like you get one chance like the rest of the world? You back your car up, you push it back on there. If you're 1549, you're done. Because, you know, like I've seen, you know, with the wing class, you know, back to your spot, your concrete spot. We're going to check the wing. Yeah. We're going to do this. Yeah. One of my biggest deals with the whole, you know, like, you know, like you said, we've come a long way. It's just the difference of the ruling, you know. So it's like, you, you know, made it very clear last year, you know, with the wing angle deal, you have to go down to the scales. And if you're 20 degrees, 0.01, you're done. I mean, it's it's straight in the rule book. So kind of the weight limit, I think there's going to be a lot of controversy with that. And explain that to me. Uh, well, there's you, a lot of people right at that 1,500 pounds now. So more people are going to have to add weight to their cars. Mm-hmm. Now you also to know their safety, in fact, with weight falling off cars, because that happens in every division. So, I mean, I just, you know, just a rules clarification. Like, right. how is that going to work? Because it's going to be close cutting it with fueling and, you know, right. whatnot. Right. Um, tell me how many cars you think are at that 1,500 weight and why we changed why we decided to do that i bet there's uh, at least a handful at least five in every division okay that are right from that are between the 15 and 1550 right now that okay. will have to add weight okay if uh, not I, more i know two for sure um and, and matt has a better handle on that the uh, technical director um but you know we're gonna play by our rules if 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 somebody's 1549 and we back them off and they're 1549 again we, we there's no there's you know we don't give them any leeway on. I mean, that. you're light, you're red light, you're done. That's right. Yep. That's exactly right. No, that's I, how we I, have to do it. That, I agree. That's how it should be done. Um, one night Matt wasn't there this year, and I was up at the scale, and Cam came across the scale, and he was fifteen oh two. The first time he was f- he was a pound under, and I said back it up and bring it back on. And I don't know if he changed where the where he was on the scale or whatever, but he was fifteen oh two. And if he wasn't, if he was a pound under, he would have been disqualified. Right. That's no, just I, the way it is. Yeah. No, I just that's all my only theory on it is it's it's going to be cutting it close for some teams. Yeah. And and you know what? That's what racing is all about. Yep. You know that gray area and and trying to get as most of the you know most of advantage as possible. You know, Cam was it three years ago? He was leading the traditional challenge, and we had had some uh, yellow flags, and we were watching it, and we knew how many laps that the cars were going around. We really don't ever really have to watch it because you know, Mike, how many uh, gallons in a feature, a twenty-five lap feature, does a does one of our cars burn a traditional? Well, on a normal twenty-five lap race with mm-hmm. the two barrel, we'll burn about ten to twelve gallons 10 to 12 but that was also traditional challenge weekend we had the four barrels on that was a 30 lap feature with all the yellows no this so was we, this was after that one. nope it was that night was it that we night had the four barrels on did we which some okay. people did not take an effect account for that okay yeah because because cam cam ran out of fuel yep. with a with couple a, laps to go to the cap a couple of laps to go and and it was our fault <laughs> and and because he was just meaning that uh he thought we went too many laps on under yellow and mm-hmm. so i can understand that but we were watching that and you know there was a little bit of discussion afterwards and um you know cam being who he is and tommy being who it is you know we just went forward and everything was fine but um you know those are some of the things that they have to look out for i mean if they 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 put fuel into their equation you know make sure you have enough fuel in there that you weigh enough i actually i have a follow-up question to that because i don't know if it's just me but it always kind of felt like last year that one minute we were doing a 10 lap heat race and then it was an eight lap heat race and then it was a 25 lap feature but then it was a 20 lap feature or it was vice versa 
I don't even I don't remember any of that. Where was that? Oh, I felt like it was almost every oh, weekend. Yeah, Ooh. so like Alexandria ran a 20-lap feature. Oh, the right. following night was a 15-lap feature. And tell them why. Well, it's also because it was midnight and it was no. raining. <laughs> How many laps would your right rear tire have gone on the night you won? How I would, many more? I would have been close to making another five laps. That's why we do that. The track yeah. rubbered up. And what did we do? Fifteen or twenty? Fifteen. Yeah. One, one. It's a half mile. I mean. Oh yeah. You, you no. Gotta, you got to pack a bag lunch to go from one end of the track. To the <laughs> oh other. yeah. Like I was. It's huge. I had the sundial going on. It, lap times. It was huge. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. And so, you know, I looked at the. I, this is part of my job. I looked at the track. It was rubbered up. And if we would gone twenty five laps on that big huge half mile, oh, we blown it. Every every tire would have gone, and the yep. fans in the stands would have been booing, and uh, we would have we would have put on an shit show. Right. Okay. Well, we can swear on the show. Oh well. Okay. Well, I don't do that much. <laughs> but but anyway, yeah, that's why we did that. Right. And that's but I don't ever remember a heat race being ten laps or eight laps. I, it's it's in our rule book that it's eight. And sometimes at Cedar Lake, they'll they'll say this is what you're doing tonight. And we okay. go okay. Well, yeah, yeah. So that's so that's my that's what I was getting at is like it'll be eight on the board. And then next thing you know, like it's 10. Now we're going, like you said, Cedar Lake will say, Hey, we're going 10 laps. Yeah. And then we're not made aware of that. Or sometimes it's saying it's going to be a 20 lap feature and then it gets bumped up to 25. He, and that's know, what I'm talking about with the fueling thing. Cause that's where me and Johnny have cut it close a couple of times. Sure. Cause you know, we do sure. our fueling. Just see yeah. if there's going to be some clarification to knowing yeah. like what we're running every night. Yeah, it's just, important. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead, Mike. No, just more consistent. That's the the number one thing, especially with the passing points in the heat race. It'd be nice to get the you know a ten lap heat race just to give you that extra two laps. But as long as it's consistent and everybody knows what's going on, I mean that's just the best way. I, I guess that's just coming from a crew chief standpoint, sure. Just because I'm sure thinking about all those kind of things, yeah. and it felt like there was a lot of back and forth. Well, we always put it on the board as best we can um, once we make that decision. And sometimes it comes pretty quickly just before the race. Understandable. But, you know, up at Alexandria, there was no way we were going to go 20. Oh, yeah. No, I track. knew about that. No one. Way. That, that one makes sense. That's plain as day. Like, no doubt. Yep. We knew and, about and, that one. And sometimes it's in the background and the track comes to us and say, hey, we're running late or whatever it is. And we got to do this. And, and we don't we don't argue because. You know, we're guests mm -hmm. at the racetrack. And Absolutely. So we'll discuss it, but in the end, if that's what they want, that's what they want. And so, yeah, there's a lot of different reasons why that stuff happens. And then kind of going back to the weight um, system, and I know this has been talked about with the Northern guys, uh, 2023, the World Outlaws are going to full fire suppression system. Is that something that's in the future for the UMSS? We actually talked about it in that uh, that video series that we did in November. Um that you know we want input and this was way before they made the announcement we want input on fire suppression systems um we have three or four uh, teams that do that right now that have fire suppression it's not cheap mm -mm. but you can't put a, a a dollar amount on somebody's life you know it is under 500 dollars, but still uh, that's a lot of money and so uh what do we need to do here i can tell you from a legal standpoint now that the world of outlaws required it, I can require it. Um, if the world of outlaws did not require it, we could not require it on okay. a legal basis. We're going to need the team's input, but I have said this all along. My number one priority in this whole thing is the driver's safety. And if it means that we're going to save even one life, um, you know, we got to look at it really seriously. Absolutely. I think kind of we get towards, uh, I know you got some announcements to make that you brought with you as well. 
if you're looking at what we've got set in stone for 2022, what's the vision, let's say, five years down the road? What, what are you looking at five, ten years down the road with this series? You know, your involvement, what you're looking for for, you know, the traditionals, the wings. Are we looking at going back to a point fund, rules, all that fun stuff with the tracks, you know, with the series growing around the country, like you said, Montana, Utah, down south. What, what are you looking for in five to ten years? Uh, first of all, I'm going to be really old. Uh, <laughs> Walking, yeah. no diapers. <laughs> you know, on a bad night right now, I'm I'm in the corner, you know, in the fetal position, sucking my thumb and wetting my diapers. So what's going to be like in 10 years? <laughs> so, um, well, yeah. So, yeah, personally for you personally and the UMSS. <laughs> and, and that's some of the stuff we're going to talk about here in a little bit. Um, I can tell you that we are working on, uh, you know, the UMSS. Yeah, you know, five years down the road, where would I like it to be? I'll, I'll talk about that in a little bit. Okay, okay, uh, but I can tell you we're working on two um, concept cars right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, this little series, this little brand, is trying to grab the bull by the horn because it seems like nobody in the industry wants to do it. And we actually have a drawing on the drawing board right now. We're not done with it. And, and really, I'm just giving my two cents worth here. And it isn't like I'm doing the work or I'm coming up with all the ideas. But there are some um, elements of a sprint car chassis that we believe need changing okay. for safety reasons and for cost reasons. And so um, I really can't give you any examples right now because the person doing it doesn't want me to say a whole lot about it. But we are trying to make sprint car racing even cheaper and or less expensive. I don't think cheap's the right word at all. Uh, Less expensive um, and much safer because, you know, when somebody flips six or eight or ten times and they go front back, front back, front back, I don't worry about that crash. But when they uh, impact a, a wall or they impact another car or they come down on their on the last time, this just happened in November in Arizona with a USAC midget driver where they come down really hard on the tires, yep. we start breaking bones. Yep. And we break, break significant bones and, and even worse. And so um, when I see something that needs to be looked at or changed, um, I've always done this in my life. I've, I've, I've at least tried. And so we've got a, a chassis on the drawing board right now. And I don't think it's going to get on the track in 2022, but our goal is to at least get it on the track in 2023. And it's going to be tested within our series. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. I'll be ex- very interested to see what that uh, all has to entail. Yeah, it, yeah. Um, it, it's going to be interesting. And it's going to be, uh, well, I'll just give you one example. I can give you this example. Um, that, you know, we, we had some drivers within the brand and actually with our series that broke a, a back or a neck. And uh, one of the design elements is to bring that, that uh, seat right out with the driver rather than put the back brace in. Okay. When they pulled Johnny out of the car, Johnny's, you know, Johnny's a pretty big guy. And I thought, what else are they doing to this guy as they try and bring him out of the car? Um, I'm just wondering how much more injury there is when they bring somebody out of a car and so that's one of the elements we're looking at right now that's why they always say you know let the emts get there because they know what they're doing and everything and you know it's just how much more like you said is happening in the, getting the driver out of the car correct no i agree because let's face it i mean that's a that's a small area to get a driver out of it is well, and for example, like my car with the new halo in it, my seat does not come out the roof of my car. 
it literally goes on the right side of the car. Yeah, and that's got to so, all be within the design of the okay. car. Yep. Yep. Because some of them full containment seats, I mean, it's it's outrageous how big they are. you got to turn them and wiggle them in there. We think that uh, the full containment seat is a really good innovation, but there needs to be more with it. Keep yeah. moving forward with it. Keep designing it. So it's just it's always evolving. Yeah, it's like anything. You can always make it better. Well, and yeah. you know, from an economical standpoint, it's good that the cars haven't changed over the last twenty years because you can go out and buy a ten-year-old chassis or a roller and be competitive if you want to. Right, mine's uh, seventeen years old. There you go, two thousand four <laughs> Schneegel. The Schneegel. Yeah, Mike runs up front most every night. Except at uh, Eagle Valley. you got to go to Eagle Valley this year, Mike. I'm actually going to gonna plan, like, a dentist trip that Friday or something. <laughs> Just, like, anything that sounds more fun. Or, 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 or by Eagle a, Valley. a week ahead of time, Mike says, I hear something wrong with my truck. I'm going to fix it next Friday. Just yeah. sold it, actually. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> Got no way to tow out there. Yep, guys, check bounce. Got it back that yeah. Saturday. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the other concept car we're working on right now is one that we actually um, announced a couple years ago. We tried to get it on the track in 2021, and we didn't. And the reason we did that is we did an about face because the cost of the, uh, the, the concept was going to be too much. So we uh, did an about face. We, um, we put it on paper, and we designed it. And it's going to be a sprint car for a, uh, if you have some experience for a 13-year-old, we need to start grabbing these kids. I call them kids, young men, young women. Instead of going to a Midwest Modified or a, a Super Stock or whatever, we need to get them in our program. And so we're designing something. Uh, if you're 13, you have experience, you can you can get involved in this. Or if you're 14 and don't have any experience, you can get involved in this. Or we have a lot of people that are my age and older that want to do something and don't necessarily want to get involved with a vintage car class Mm -hmm. um that's what this is going to be designed around and we actually hope to have this on the track this spring cool in april or may the people will know that it is this concept car um but we came up with a way to make it way way less expensive okay so again it's all about the person that has the job the family the mortgage and uh has a dream absolutely i mean no i mean it makes sense i mean for me yeah that would be perfect i've never raced a day in my life yeah well and it's always something i want to do that'd be a perfect gateway into it well and exactly and it will be wait till you see it it's gonna be pretty cool and you know mike had his first day ever in a race car you know it's scary Mm, and it's really scary in a first day in a sprint car i can't imagine (laughs) you know i i simply can't imagine um, I've done everything in this sport, but but drive competitively on the on the racetrack and 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 all that. I worry about these guys every every night we race and all night long. And so, but there's something within that says they have to do it, and God bless them for that. And um, they're the reason why we're able to entertain fans. I mean, let's face it, the fans come out to the racetrack because they want to get away from their normal life for a while, and we race because of the same way, because of the same reason, I should say. Absolutely. So. But anyway, I was kind of getting off there. And the other thing we're working on, and Mike can give me some in, input on this, um, maybe not necessarily on the on the show here. Yeah, but, Mike. But but a, a fuel cell, you know, they're hard to find used, but they're they're over two grand. Oh yeah, yeah. they're it's ridiculous. Outrageous. And so what we're working on, it's it's, and I just I mentioned this. Uh, Jeff Peller sells our race doc. Put a put a post out there about a car. Um, it's a great looking car, seen it. but, um, <laughs> y- you know, in, instead of buying a, uh, a regular 
sprint car fuel cell, which I think they can run up to twenty five, twenty eight hundred bucks. Yeah. Um, you know, why not put a late model fuel cell in it, a fifteen, eighteen gallon regular square fuel cell mm-hmm. and put a um have an option of a uh, spec body that goes behind it that's really cheap or maybe just the shell of the spring car fuel tank which is 300 bucks yeah. so now you have 700 dollars into it rather than um uh 2500 dollars into it or you know maybe we we you know like the the midgets at the at the chili bowl they have that square back yep if if the option is that you want to buy that tank and you want to, we have a spec square back that you can put on there for a couple hundred bucks. Now you're spending five hundred dollars instead of twenty five hundred dollars. So that's that's another goal that that's not something we're working on. Um, and if the if the if I do something that eighty percent of the teams are all against, you know, I'm I'm we're going to be out of business. You know, they're going to get pissed and they're going to go do something else or they're going to start something else, and so. If this is just an option and we can get them on the racetrack for 500 bucks rather than $2,500, it's something that we're looking at. Yeah, no, I think it's a, it's a good idea. I think Eric Becker back in the day had something like that. He had a little 20-gallon cell that he put halfway in a regular spring car shell. I remember it sit, st- you know, standing out a little bit like that. But, no, the Chili Bowl, I mean, I've looked at, you know, I've been going there for 10 years. I've looked at their fuel cells every time, and it's it's definitely a good idea something because it is outrageous right now it is and and what we're working on right now is we've got this on the drawing board too we want a safer way of putting that in the car and so that's why it's going to take us a little bit of time to get this uh introduced because i again i want to make sure our drivers are safe and um the way they put those things in sometimes aren't very safe and um, that can't happen at our level it just can't Nope, safety first. Like I said, you can always replace the car and everything with it, but you can't replace the driver. Yep. And so that's three of the uh, four things, you know, the two concept cars. I guess that was just one announcement in two there, uh, or two announcements in one, and uh, then the uh, fuel cell thing. So It's kind of like a three-for-one. What what Pretty were we much. talking about? I don't even remember now. Where did this all start? <laughs> oh, we were oh, talking about five rules. years down the road. Yeah. Five, five yeah. years down the road. Yeah. So um, our, our, our goal as a brand, I'm um, going to be – blunt about this we want our brand to be our our brand to be the new entry level into the sport um if we have a 20 25 30 35 thousand dollar car that's an entry into the sport the sport's gonna die and so our our goal is to be the entry point into the brand and i've i've had inquiries from as far south or far away as south africa oh jeez. so um, we're doing something right, and and along with the competitors, we also do uh, everything different for our our let's call them franchisees. You know, I'm the franchisor. I grew up in a family that owned a Dairy Queen for 30 years. Um, I know the franchise business pretty well. Um, we support them. You know, we develop the the series. We support them, and we do it all for free. All my support comes for free. They they have to build a car. If they don't have one, and we we uh, specify that we don't want them to put any more than eighty five hundred dollars into it, because if they pay, put thirty grand into it, they're never going to get off the ground. And so they got to build a car, and they have to start an LLC. That is their that is their requirement. So if they don't have a car, that's about a you know about a ten thousand dollar investment, and you can't buy into any franchise for ten grand anymore. No. And so, and everything that I support them, everything we do, we do for free. And that's the way it's going to stay for as long as I operate it. Because um, let's face it again, it gets back to that 
average person, which we all are. And the people that are wanting to start these series, they are average people. They just happen to love the, the, the sport and they are going to take that next step to try and, you know, either bring back sprint car racing because it's dead in their area or it's dying and they're, they're trying to do something about it. So that's another thing for five years down the road. I mean, in five, we've only been doing this four years now and we have six series in another five years, if we could have 10 or 12 series, you know, we, we will be the, and I'm not trying to be the biggest brand out there. I think ASCS has got, they're, they're, they're all over the place. Yeah. I think 10 or 12 series is what they have, but they're, I'm not going to tell you they're dying, but they're not what they were 10, five years ago, even. We'll see if that happens or not. You know, it's a day at a time with this thing. Again, this concept cars I'm talking to you about, I don't know if they're going to work or not. I have no idea. I didn't know the traditional program was going to work. I didn't know our new wing program was going to work. I didn't know that the um, the brand was going to work, but it's working. And with a lot of help from everybody that's involved in this, that's why it's working. It's not me. It's not me doing this. It's everybody. And so without that, it doesn't work. Team effort absolutely Mm -hmm. especially these guys go out and spend a lot of money to support us there's no two ways about it but you know we we um you know we maintenance the the maintenance the uh series and we do the same thing with the brand and it takes money to do that too and so we need to find that money since we're doing all this for free for the uh, other series that are out there we need to find the money to do it um it costs money to fly out there and and support them and fly back and so um that those are kind of the things i'm working on right now any other announcements you got in your back pocket i do you want to talk about it now how far are we into this oh we're far in we're deep we're rolling to i mean do people listen to the whole thing i mean that's not like with me on it and they know i'm going to be on it this one like they two, probably will two people oh <laughs> no no this, we'll get some <laughs> listeners on this one uh, this this is a this is a big one this one's been coming for Oh, I've been working on it for about three years, and I probably have another two years to work on it. But uh, it's time for me to move on. Really? Wow. Yeah. Are we not? Are we getting a retirement party set up? Well, not 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 right away. Twenty twenty two. The goal is twenty twenty two to be my last full year. Okay. And twenty twenty three and twenty four to be transitional years. I'm sixty five. Uh, it's getting harder and harder to do this stuff. You know, I refuse to to get a four wheeler on race night. <laughs> I hoof it every everywhere. Well, you park close enough. I yeah. do. Yeah. I do. I thought I Cody had the first pit stall. No, yeah. Ron's got it. I, I've got it. You're right. I've got it. I've got the closest one. Yep. But um, and you hit the pit shed backing out that day. I heard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that old yet. Oh, um, man. But no, it's it's it, it's time. Um, what I'm what I'm basically doing to myself is I'm kicking myself upstairs to so, to develop these series and to support them along with a full time job. You know, I got a full time job right now. I got a family. I got the series and I got the uh, the brand. And I don't have any time to myself. Right. And so at this age, it, you're you know, you're supposed to slow down. Mm-hmm. I've done just the opposite. And so um, I've approached a group that I believe is interested. Um, you know, again, there's not going to be any, um, uh, changes this year. Um, but you know, going forward and I'm always going to be really close to it, you know, for as long as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, it's, it's time to slow down a little bit, you know, if, if 
January is supposed to be my slowest month, and all I've done is work. Right. And, so you're here right now. You're working. Well, and you know, but this is this is pleasant. This is good work. But I I am away from home and mm-hmm. away from my family, and you know that starts to take a toll, and um, so. Um, like I said, I've worked three years. I want to make sure this thing keeps going. If, if the series can't transcend one person, like some series can't transcend one person, it goes away. Right. And I don't want this to go away. And so, um, I've been working on that for three years. We, you know, and Mike's well aware of this. We had, we had a world of outlaw driver that was interested in doing this like three or four years ago. And it became apparent that it wasn't going to work out. And so, um, it, you know, I, that was, I was starting to do it back then. And, um, again, my number one priority is that this keeps going and that we continue to be champions. You know, we champion the, the small person in the, in the sport because right now they hardly have a voice and that'll be very important to me going forward. But I want to spend more time, uh, developing and, uh, supporting the series during the middle of the year, this past year, I didn't have any time to do that at all. Right. I felt like I let these people down and cause you know, I, I if we could make a 24 hour period into a 48 hour period now, I'd be okay, <laughs> but, but we can't do that. And so all through my life, whenever I've developed something and it's become more than I want to handle, I, I pass it on. Right. And so it's time for me to move on. Well, I think that's a smart thing about it too. Like you said, full time this year might will probably be the last, but still being involved in a part time transitional phase, you know, I think that's very smart. I think that's very key. You know, instead of just saying, "Here's the keys," right? You're driving now, right? Because it would fail. Uh, and bluntly, the 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 uh, group that may take it over, um, I have promised them that no, no money will come out of their pocket to buy it because it's worth something. Mm-hmm. The series is. And so I want to make sure that no money comes out of their pocket. There will be no interest rate over the uh, three or four years that uh, the money uh, changes hands. And um, again, I'm trying to make it as easy as I can for somebody to get involved. And but there's a lot to learn. I mean, I started this thing not knowing what the heck I was doing. And I was really I'm probably still really bad at it. I don't know. But I've learned a lot. And um it's going to take a lot to, for somebody to learn this. And so we'll have to see how it, how it transitions. And, and if it doesn't happen in one year, I'll, I will still be here. Oh, yeah. I will I will be here until until it transitions to somebody who wants to take it over. Perfect. Well, I mean, hate to see you go, but like you said, you got... Yeah, Mike's doing one of these. He's crossing <laughs> his fingers. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. It, no, but like even when I was younger, like... I couldn't afford to run a sprint car. You know, like you, you know, I couldn't afford to run a three sixty sprint car. I ran a B mod, and my B mod schedule was wherever the sprint cars were. When you guys were at Rice Lake, that's where we went and ran yeah. the B mod, so we could watch the three sixty sprint cars. We go up north to the Northern Nationals. You know, like when the four tens were up there, and that's when we'd run our B mod. That's what we did. So, no, what you did, taking the chance on the non wing program, gave somebody like me. The chance to be a sprint car driver so i'll always be grateful for that well i'm grateful for everybody too and so and i'm just learning that your your dad goes way back into in sprint cars back to north star speedway and all that because yeah. i see him uh posting some out there and that that's really cool i mean we have to be able to pass this from one generation to the next and we've had a hard time doing that with sprint car racing mm-hmm. because we've had so many starts and stops and so 
you know, uh, what the teams that have kids, you know, the, the drivers that have kids, we want to be able to pass that along to them. You know, an area like Chicago from the Chicago to Milwaukee corridor, they have a huge history of sprint car racing. And so they have that to fall back on. There's a lot of interest. We're still building the interest around here and we'll continue to do that forever. And, um, but you know, when we started the non-wing program, you know, what's a non-wing sprint car? You know, what's a traditional sprint car? Nope. Right. And so. And that's technically how it started until someone decided to put a wing on it. Correct. Oh, yeah. Well, that's correct. Um, back in the uh, late 70s, early 80s, we had a, a lot of deaths in the uh, in the sport. And uh, although the cars went faster, they were safer, supposedly. And hmm. so um, I don't know what it is that we have to have a seven, eight, nine hundred horsepower sprint car out there. Um, it's the way of our society. And um, we, you know, with our brand, we kind of put a stop to that. But um, but anyway, that that was the big announcement I had. Um uh, this has been coming for a couple of years and um, it just needs to happen. I've had some medical issues over the last couple of years. And, you know, if I fall over and drop dead, you know, I want to make sure that this thing continues. I, I hate to hear about the medical issues. I don't want to see you drop dead. Yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> you know, we're so, all we're all heading that way, you know. But and no, I, I got a good head start on you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, no, it's, it'll definitely be interesting to see uh, who are the people that are coming in are going to be and what they're going to do and see what they got for an opinion and a voice on things and what you can do to guide them along the way to bring them into a full-time basis to get you worked to now where you're what we want to call retired and enjoying mimosas on the beach well i don't want to retire i want to i want to continue with the um development of the of the series you know that's teaching i've learned in my later life that i love i love to teach mm-hmm. and part of the operating the series is about uh teaching but uh we got to make sure this keeps going and um it has to keep going and um if i have to do this until i'm 80 i will but i i believe there's people out there that can take this over and, and one of the really important things and it'll be in the contract rules have to stay the way they are Okay. You know, for the most part, this isn't this isn't going to be a 360 program. This isn't going to be a 410 program. Mm. This is going to stay the way it is. Okay, and that's really important. Gotcha. Too, too many people like Mike have spent a lot of money to support this thing, and we got to protect that. Oh, makes sense. Definitely makes sense. I think you're on doing it the right way, and like I said, it'll be interesting to see. Like, just hate to see you go, but you got to do you too. You know, everything has a start and a stop. Mm. There's a there's a beginning and an ending to everything. Everything on this earth is going to die eventually right you know even 100 year old trees or 200 year old trees they they die eventually and so um you know when you get into your 60s like i am things change holy smokes do they change i mean my knees are 65 years old right along right along with the rest of me and it gets harder and harder to move around well that's why you stand at the at the pit get at the pit entrance and send sean down to turn that's exactly right that's the only reason why you got it yep well it's more dangerous down there he can get hit and i i won't then right yeah (laughs) sorry sean yep he'll fall over you'll shatter (laughs) that's exactly right he'll get run over and he'll be fine i'll be in a hundred (laughs) pieces exactly right oh Uh, man well big news like you said you were saving that one or just breaking yeah. news here you know like rts we're the exclusive home and official podcast of the umss you, and the whole renegades racing brand that's right yeah, i don't know how big of a of announcement that was but uh you know it's just a natural transition is what it is no we appreciate it. like you know when we got together and made that deal last year you know it, it's cool just because you know i feel like i've gotten to know a lot of guys in the series <laughs> and gals 
and getting their stories out. Now, are we able to stay on it full-time all the time? Like you said, we have full-time jobs too, so it's tough to do this thing every week, but we're trying. But getting their stories out, you said, you know, like the average guy, the average guy or gal that's racing, you know, they still got a story. Where do they? Maybe they just decided to start racing. Maybe they raced this and that when they were younger and then had some time off. We've gotten some incredible stories over the last couple of years. You, yes. you have more stories than you can cover in 10 years with, oh, yeah. the, with our drivers and with our teams. There, there's some, like you say, there's some really incredible stories out there. And, um, you know, I'm confident that you guys will get to them and, uh, keep, keep our fans interested in the, in the, in the sprint car part of it. I know you cover all the sports. Um, you know, I'll just be happy that, you know, people know what sprint car racing is, you know, let's face it. 5% of the uh, population is probably knows what a sprint car is or knows what racing is or, or they're race fans, yep. but most of them know what a sprint car is. You know, they all know what yep. NASCAR is. Yep. They all know probably what IndyCar is. But we need to get them to know what a sprint car is because, like we just said, there are incredible stories to be had behind the scenes of everybody involved and how they got involved and what their life is all about and, you know, how they're growing as a human being like we always talk about. And, um, you know, those need to be those need to be told. Absolutely. And so that's why we're appreciative of the of the podcast here to do that because oh. it's impossible on race night to do that. Right. Oh, well, thank you very much. We appreciate that. And we look forward to getting more of the stories out here and uh, continuing going on with the entire Renegade brand uh, with all the series and uh, bringing the stories. And uh, we can be more happy to be involved with the Renegade racing brand in the UMSS. It's yeah. It's been a trip. Yeah. No, we appreciate it. We really do. You know, there's there's some things we need to put in place if we're going to expand the brand. And this is one of them. You know, we, we need to have a podcast, an official podcast of the whole brand. And, you know, we can do this now from, you know, thousands of miles away if we need to. Absolutely. So that's 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 part of it. And um, we're working on the other parts that we can bring these assets to these people that want to try and start a, a series. And I can keep them from making the mistakes I made, which cost me a ton of money. Um, we all do it. And um, that's what franchises are all about. And uh, I can guide them. And uh, that's that's where I think my my future lies within the uh, within the whole program. You got any more tricks up your sleeve before we let you go? No, I think that's about it. You guys haven't abused me yet, so I, I we can't leave <laughs> unless you abuse me a little bit. It won't be a complete situation otherwise. <laughs> well, we're trying to keep it, you know, as clean as possible. Right. <laughs> no, I mean verbally. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think we got a lot of good information, got some background on you, got some insight from how all this whole thing started, got some update on uh, 2022 and what your vision is and broke some news on uh, your plans for the upcoming next couple of years. Yeah. And I think it was all good. I think it was informative. I think that I think it'll be a good episode. It might have to be a two-parter. I don't know. I'll have to take oh, a look at okay. it when I go back and review it. Oh, it's been fun. It's been great. Uh, no, good we, to see Mike again here in the middle of the winter. You know, for those that don't know, he's the 2021 Pertec Upper Midwest Sprint Car Series traditional sprint car champion. That's right. Um, he has supported us since the day he got into this, and uh, he's been a great asset to the to the series and the brand. Proud to say he's a good friend of mine, and happy to have him as my co-host on the show. Yeah, you guys have fun. There's no two ways about it. I've I've watched the episodes, and uh, you guys do a great job. So appreciate it. Thank you very yeah. much. We definitely appreciate that, Ron. Thank you. Let's get you out of here. Get you back home to celebrate that 40th uh, anniversary. What so, time you guys just want to watch the football game? I know. Oh, it is one forty six. <laughs> don't get me wrong. No, that's no big deal. But uh, I mean, unless there's something else you want to bring up, no, I mean, I just no. no you, I'm I'm looking forward to the uh, to to spring. 
to to start the uh, the, the season. You know, it's always a rebirth. It's always fresh again. Absolutely. And, um, you know, we've we've all had a break. And, and I don't know, Mike, if you're planning on going to the, the kickoff party, but it'll be fun. I won't be there. I'll be out of town. I was going to say, I think you got some warmer weather out of you. I do. I am. <laughs> I am going to be spending that time uh, in Daytona. Um, oh. <laughs> um, I've been nice. going down there since the mid eighties. It's been great, but you know, I go for the dirt track racing too. So, okay. yeah. um, but you know, Sean and Cammy are going to take a, you know, they're going to do a, a great job with it. And I hope everybody has fun at that thing. It'll be a blast. We'll be there. We'll be get. we'll have all this set up out there. We'll be, awesome. we'll have the mics are going to be hot and, uh, yeah, like I've told everybody, if uh, you see us coming at you with a microphone, don't run away. That's awesome. That's great. Thanks It'll for be being fun. there. I appreciate that. What tracks cool. are you going to in Florida then? I'll be going to Volusia for sure. Um, Volusia doesn't race on the Sunday I'm going to be there. And uh, I grew up on asphalt racing, so I'll probably go to New Smyrna okay. um, on that Sunday. And then I go to the big track, and I, I, I like going to the duels, the, the truck race on Friday, the Xfinity and the ARCA on Saturday, and, of course, the 500. Huh? Absolutely. I, I must know the right people because I got a couple tickets for it. and uh, so, Lucky you. Uh, yeah, they're not cheap either. Holy crap! No, they definitely wow. gone up. We we looked into going this year, and nope. Well, you know, people complain about spending fifteen dollars to come out and watch these guys race, put on a ridiculously good show, and that ticket's over two hundred dollars. Right, right. So, uh, we're we're the best deal in sports, as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely, yeah, can't go wrong there. Yeah, even our Chili Bowl tickets went up this year. It's it's unbelievable. Well, isn't it like three hundred and fifty bucks just for tickets now to go down there? Uh, for the six days. For the six days, yes. Yeah, but. I, I don't think I spent that much the whole time I was down there the first year <laughs> I went. <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, want to get into the financial figures yeah. of what this trip cost, but it was worth it. Was oh, worth yes, it. it is worth it. Yes, it is. I agree. I no, totally agree. And it was definitely worth it. I'm actually driving down to Florida this year. Are you? Uh, I, I did it as a, like a 20-year-old, mm-hmm. um, and I'm going to do it again as a 65-year-old. We'll see how it goes, but uh, it's part of just trying to slow down a little bit. That's why I'm doing this. It's actually not a bad drive. We used to have some family in Jacksonville, and that's mm-hmm. where we would stop. So obviously Daytona a little south mm-hmm. from that, but uh, it's not that bad of a drive. Well, and I'm going to take my time. You yeah. know, if, if you try and do it in two days, it's pretty rough. Oh, I'm, yeah. Yep. I'm going to give myself a third day. Um, so, um, just again, it's a little bit of just trying to slow down and, uh, you know, smell the roses as they say a little bit now. Enjoy so, it. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Well, you have a good time down there. Well, thank you. We'll be I very, appreciate that. Be very jealous of the warm weather. Cause I have a feeling that around February 26th when this kickoff party, I have a feeling it's going to be like negative, like 20. Oh, yeah. More just than so likely. It's just so it doesn't snow. I hope it's a good day to travel so people can come. We actually have a new team that uh, is going to be traveling three hours to get to this. Really? He's going to be traveling three hours to race with us every week. Wow. Just learned this over the weekend. So um, Dedication. You know, we're, we're, well, he, he believes in what we're doing, and uh, we're just appreciative of that. So Cool. It's cool. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm excited. We're at that point in time of the off season where you're going to start getting announcements of who's doing what. We're going to start seeing some uh, new car wraps. You know, that's always fun to see who's doing yeah. what. Yep. Yeah. The sun's actually higher in the sky now, if you pay attention to it. Oh, yeah. You know, yep. even though it's colder than heck out there. If you, Getting if some of that time back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> right. I mean, November and December are dark for for many reasons. Right. You know, um, it, it, you know you, you're in a different mood. But now when you get to this time of the year and you, you can see that the season is in pretty, you know, not that far 
in in the future things change oh yeah yeah you get busier you get more motivated and uh that's that's good for us human beings no absolutely right after chili bowl it's when it starts amping up yep see the minutes on track and it's like all right it's go time springs in the it's coming 2022 will be a great year if we just again keep everybody safe absolutely That's the number yep. one priority um at the end of the season if we can say that uh everybody's just fine um that's and then i can breathe again absolutely no safety first so i think a lot of the stuff that you guys are doing and trying to develop is going to bring that a long way and uh yeah things are looking good it's looking yeah. up yeah i'm yeah. excited it'll be fun i am be too a good year i am too perfect well thanks for having me you guys i appreciate it oh it thanks fun. thanks for taking the time out of your day and especially like you said on your 40th wedding anniversary and all that stuff that's appreciate you coming up here congratulations again yeah. on that thanks appreciate yes, congrats. it congrats yeah thanks again guys well appreciate it have a good time in florida and uh yeah probably the next time we'll see you is uh probably opening night let's hope that's earlier in april rather than what was it three years ago it was early in may because yeah. It kept snowing all April, so oh, let's, let's just hope. I don't think we could have raced any earlier than what we did last year. No, we, we I think we started the season out on that first weekend of April. We did. And, and just so you know, I think that's ridiculous. It is. I really do. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> it and is. so um, I wish it would start a little later. You know, when I was a, when I was a kid, like 150 years ago, we, we basically raced from Memorial Day weekend to Labor Day weekend. It yep. was three months. Yeah. That's what it was. And now, you know, because as costs have gone up for these facilities, they have to try and get more people into their facilities longer. And so that's what we've we've got going on here. And I wish we didn't start so early, but um, sometimes you got to play the game. It is what it is. It's hit or miss. It's what it is. It yeah. Is. Two, three years ago, there's no way we could open. Last year, I mean, perfect. It was it was nice. Was Here's the thing: realized. we opened up, and I think the temps were in the 60s, low 70s that first weekend in April. Yep. And then my birthday weekend was the weekend following and we got dumped on with snow yeah it was crazy we literally raced on saturday and it snowed on monday yeah yeah that's what you're gonna get and and around here we can get that till the middle of may oh yeah easily yeah easily (laughs) gotta love it i just put the snow tires on you oh boy (laughs) i'm kidding all right guys thank you thanks again ron we appreciate it my pleasure there you have it the finale part two with ron bernagan it was a good one man ron uh told us a lot of things a lot of things are kind of changing and a lot of stuff staying the same so no definitely i agree um you know we got a little bit into some of the rules announcements yep that uh were discussed in the videos that came out earlier in the winter and you know the 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 cam and chase rule if we want to call it that and what the ramifications of that are going to be now with the redraw of eight yeah, in redraw, 2022. Redrawn eight. We did that back in back when I first started 2013, 2014, and I'm not the biggest fan of it, just because you shouldn't be like you know it really sucks that you're gonna have to start eighth. You can have a great night, start eighth, and you don't not even crack top five on a one lane track, for example. So the ramifications of that, I'm not the biggest fan of redrawn eight. But like I barely made the redraw this year, so I mean it it didn't really it's not really gonna affect me that much but it just it, you know you get on what you know you get on a streak and you draw sevens and eights all year it's, it sucks so we'll just you know play it by ear and see what happens it's still you know, luck of the draw right no and that's exactly what it is i mean everybody's got a fair shot at it there's eight of them in there and regardless of where you ended up in passing points i mean you're the one putting your hand in the cookie jar right so i mean it's it's on you to what you pull yeah sometimes you're gonna pull out a chocolate chip and sometimes you pull out an oatmeal raisin 
Nobody wants oatmeal raisin. No, they don't. <laughs> Nobody wants that. Nope. Uh, so that's something that we're going to have to, you know, adapt to in 2022 on top of, you know, going from 1500 to 1550. Uh, you know, that's going to be interesting, especially, you know, with the clarification on how it's going to work. You know, Ron was very clear. Um, if you roll up to the scales and are light, you get one shot at it. Back off, pull back on. And if you're light, red light, you're done. Yeah, you're done. So it'll be uh, interesting. I think that you know there's some teams cutting it close now. So at the 1550, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens. No, nope, that'll definitely. I know for I know that I think the drivers in our group are good. Yeah, most of them. <laughs> so <laughs> there shouldn't be any problems there. But uh, yeah, just to you know what what's that going to do for teams? You know who who's going to maybe try to push that limit? Right. You know, when it comes to, okay, this is what we're putting on for weight, you know, hopefully we did our calculations right. And then at the end, you know, with what we burned off for fuel and say a 20, 20 or 25 lap feature. Yeah. And, you know, caution laps and everything. So, yeah, I'm not, I'll be, you know, I'm not going to be at the borderline close, but some people will. And it's like you said, it's going to be interesting. You no, know, that'll definitely be uh, interesting to keep an eye on, especially, you know, you guys kind of brought up the, the wing for the wing series, you right. know, with the wing angle and everything, and you know, make sure that uh, everything everything for that is on an even playing field as well. Um, you know, also kind of me and Ron had a quick discussion, you know, which kind of brought up to the Alec thing, you know, but you know, just making sure that everybody's kind of on the same page when it comes to what we know, what we're running on the nights that we're running, right? You know, because I mean, I know some people probably don't, maybe you know, I, I don't know who all maybe calculates for fuel. I can't say that Johnny and I really do a lot of calculation on it, but we just kind of have it in the back of our heads. Like, you know, we have a fuel stick. Right. So I kind of got an idea of, you know, where I where I want to see it being at, you know, because unfortunately we have had that in the past where... Yeah, you don't want to run out. <laughs> no, you don't want to do that. Um, I may worry a bit, worry about it a little bit more than I should. Right. But, you know, I mean, it's just, it's, it's the nature of the beast. You know, one time we could go you know green to checker and sometimes we go green and have five cautions yeah and we can roll around while the water truck's out there for 15 laps before a feature i mean we've done that plenty of times too so so it's just it's all stuff that you think about yep you know whether it's a driver or crew chief or whatever you know i mean this stuff stuff i mean some guys i know just you know take an additional 10 or 15 12 gallons and just dump it in there and it's just that's what it is that's what they're going out there with yeah some people are crazy like that so i mean that's what they do and yep. that's hey that's well, you do. Yep. So, but, you know, there's some clarification on that. And then, you know, with the announcements on the development of all the stuff that's uh, coming down the pipeline, you know, which they already were talking about with the uh, the smaller car, mm-hmm. you know, trying to be like an entry into the UMSS to get these younger kids, you know, these 12, 13, 14-year-olds, uh, something to drive within the boundaries of our series so that we don't lose them to, per se, a B-Mod. Right class um you know that that's in the works um he didn't go into much detail but uh maybe something they're looking at some things potentially with chassis yeah it'll be interesting to see what he does i mean like he said he took the the b-mod motor and put in a sprint car and made it work so hopefully this is you know along the same lines as that and they can get it to work and it is a feeder series and then the uh the big one uh ron's ron's personal announcement that uh at the end of the season he'll be taking a step back uh won't necessarily he's not walking away full-time but it'll be part-time basis kind of behind the scenes as he said it kind of upstairs yep now trying to help with the development things um you know he's going to make sure that the the transition process to whoever comes in and takes over the brand or and the umss and you know everything that goes along with it that you know the transition is smooth 
And, you know, like you said, there's a lot to learn to it. And that, you know, they see what we got going on here. And obviously, everybody's got their own opinion. Everybody's got their thoughts on what's right and what's wrong. Yep. Um, so just making sure that, you know, whoever's jumping into this, who's never taken the keys, you know, they're still going to, you know, make sure that we can still do this for years to come. Right. You know, whoever does take it over, just kind of do what we're doing. I mean, we all want to race sprint cars. We all, we all want to have fun. We all want to make as most money as possible. You know, we want to race close to home and have fun. We just we all got to go to the track and make it work and make it happen. You know, kudos to Ron. I mean, he's, like he said, you know, he's not getting any younger. No, not at all. So, and he's been doing this since 09. Yep. You know, been with Cedar, bought into Cedar like an 01. Yep. Um, he's always been a race fan, but, you know, like you said, he's got a family. Wants to spend time with his family. He's got other ventures that he might want to be working on. He just wants to kind of kick back and relax and, and enjoy. Yep, step back. I mean, he did what he wanted to do. He started two sprint car series, non-wing and wings right now, and it's going good, and he should be proud of that. Nope, I definitely would be. Um, you know, like everybody's always said, even Ron said it, you know, sometimes he's got to be the good guy. Yep. Sometimes he's got to be the bad guy. Not everybody's going to agree with everything, but at the same time, he's allowed us a place to race. Um, like you said, he didn't know if it was going to work. It's worked. Yep. It's still growing. And hopefully it's something that we can continue on doing with whoever it may be that Absolutely. ends up taking over. Yeah. Um, well said, Mark. I hope you guys enjoyed. That was uh, Ron Bernhagen, two-parter. It was yep. a good time. It was. That was fun. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Definitely uh, maybe at the end of the year when everything's said and done. And then finally, he's finally, you know, I don't know. Like for me, you know, when the, you mean it's like not saying that it's his retirement because he's still going to be involved. Right. But when you finally come to be like, okay, you know what? Maybe I'm not going to be at the track full-time in 2023. You know, it's kind of taking that part-time deal. Like, it, you know, it kind of hits you. You know, do you come to a realization of, okay, this is actually happening? I'd be kind of interested to, I'd be kind of interested to get kind of some feedback from him on that. Yeah, absolutely. You always hear it when people retire. You know, they're like, man, I'm bored. You're, you know, this and that. So it'll be, it'll be cool to get him in here and see his thoughts on it. No, oh, absolutely. When that maybe gets some more insight and uh, more some details, if there's uh, any news to come about with uh, the transition of who might be taking over and just kind of get some more insight. I definitely would like to have him on one more time before, uh, for everything's said and done. Absolutely. Episode 67. What do we got for 67? Buddy? Buddy Gofoid, USAC national champ last year. Preliminary night winner at the Chili Bowl. Kid's good, man. He's going to be good. He's going to be very good. <clears throat> Him and Brenham Crouch going wing racing this year. 50 races I saw, too. Really? Yeah. For, I did not see that. Yeah, for Crouch's dad. So they're both going to run the USAC schedule, and then they're both planning to run about 50 wing races. Wow. So there's another one going to the wing ranks, and he's going to be good. He's won before at, at um the Wild West shootout when they did that wing shootout last year, and he was in the Ryan Bolt undercard 19 okay. car that Thorson's in. So he's, uh, I think he's going to be the next big thing. I was not made aware of that. That's breaking news to me. Uh, to be interesting to see what he can do. Yeah. You know, but he just said it himself. He's going back. He's going for back-to-back. Yep. No, it'll be cool. He's uh, he's fast, man. He's bad fast in them KKM cars. Man, I really thought, you know, like when we were kind of talking Chili Bowl and whatnot, like, was I, I said it on the podcast. I was like, is is this going to be the coming out party for Buddy Kofoid? He's coming off the midget championship. Is this the year that he wins the driller? He was there. He was there, man. He was right. He was in second with like three to go. I know. And Bell did that short slide on him, and he, he gave him room. So I'll give him credit to that. But no, Kofoid, uh, he's like one of my new number ones. No, oh, it's going to be good. Yeah, because you, you got a Kofoid shirt, but unfortunately, I don't think it, it might it just might turn into a 
My, uh, a gift. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I have to gift it to somebody because <laughs> the, the sleeves go to my elbows, so I can't be walking around like Bill Belichick out there. <laughs> just, so, cut just cut them off. Just cut them off. You already much. got the headphones. Right. So you're halfway home. Yeah. But the, no, man. It's going to be... I'm excited, man. USAC's kicks off this weekend. I'm just... It's going to be a great week of racing. It is going to be fun. We are back at it. Racing in full effect. NASCAR's back up and running. Hopefully, everybody enjoyed the clash. I know we did. Yeah, we did. It was fun. It's a good time. Can't wait to hear about Tim's experiences coming up on episode 68. That's going to be a blast to hear about how L.A. was. Absolutely. So, it's actually become kind of a cool deal, kind of giving away some of our podcast secrets, but actually, he's coming in studio tomorrow monday he's flying back home from la landing at like four o'clock our time and i'm pretty sure he's coming here right afterwards nice so i mean this is going to be a fresh take on everything that happened in la i just i'm i want to hear what the experience was like yeah me too it's uh it's gonna be cool so it'll be good it'll, it'll be very good and like we always say you know a big shout out to all our sponsors especially the Racing Insiders, Tim Sheen over there, they've kind of been one of the OG sponsors of this podcast whenever they got fired up about two years ago. Um, they got a great amount of content over there. Check them out, theracinginsiders.com or the Racing Insiders on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Yeah, check them out. I saw some of his videos last week that he just put out, and they are super cool. Awesome job. Awesome job to you tonight. Kick-ass job, Mike. That was fun, man. It was a good time. Big shout-out to all of our sponsors. Like we already said, thanks to TRI. Taylor Jewelry Photography, TCB Speed North. Scott King Designs, Mueller Drillers, DK Designs, and Lightspeed Equipment. Thank you, guys. We appreciate you. And like we said, hey, if you're listening to this and you want to get some more exposure out there to your business, get hold of us. We are still looking for sponsors for our 2022 season. A lot of goodies come along with that. For more info, find us on our social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Reaction Time Sports Podcast, or you can email us at reactiontimesports.com. At hotmail.com. Make it happen. Beat those buttons. Like, follow, share, subscribe. This is 67, so there's 66 more of these things that you can go back and have your eardrums burned to oblivion because you have to listen to me and Mike or me, Dink, and Boom. Do it. You can find those on Apple Apple Podcasts and iHeartRadio. Google Podcasts and Spotify. YouTube, and uh, we officially launched... For the first time ever in Reaction Time Sports Podcast history. History. We are on TikTok officially now. We have said find us on TikTok, but now we have a video on TikTok. Go make it happen. Go like, follow, do it all, man. Beat those buttons like we said. And I think currently right now our social media manager, our production analyst, our director of photography, director of video operations, uh, the mouse in the house. Yep. Taylor Jolin Photography is currently working on, I think, four more videos for the old talk. Perfect. So find us on there, Reaction Time Sports Podcast. Got some good stuff coming out. It's going to be a lot of fun, guys. It's going to be a blast. Episode 67 is in the books. We appreciate all you guys, fans, everybody that likes, follows, and shares, everybody that tuned in for the last episode. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time. See ya. You still here? It's over. Go.